0: Justin and Michael make a great team together And Maya sees that You're listening to Return to Gilead A fan podcast for Down Gilead Lane By two new but industrious fans of the show I'm Michael Favor, And I'm apparently industrious (laughs) Ryan Matlock (laughs) And today we're reviewing 2-8 All for One By Beth Culp, episode 21 on our Return to Gilead Hit us with that episode description Let's go when Maya and Tiffany find themselves working alongside Michael, Justin, and Lauren for a Habitat for Humanity work day, everyone learns a few lessons about teamwork. And oh man, oh man, this is a huge episode for Maya Richter. Yes. This was the point in my listen through when I didn't even know where Maya was going and I felt the change. Yes. It's great. It's really well written and it's a huge, huge change for Maya. In what feels like a really, really natural character progression. It's really well acted too. Yes. Yes. How about we listen to that right off the bat? Let's do it. We always do this. <laughs> Sometimes we'll save it for the very end, but other times right at the beginning.
1: Exactly. I hadn't gotten a second <laughs> <from>. <laughs> you. Know. What is all over you, Maya? Uh what do you mean? I mean there's paint in your hair, on your arms, all over your clothes. Mom's gonna kill you. It was a work project, Tiffany. I'm sure she'll understand. I wasn't talking to you, Michael Morrison. I'm alone. What is this? What's wrong with you? There's nothing wrong with me. We just had fun. That's all. But you wouldn't know that, would you? Because you spend your day sitting on this bus.
0: This is the first episode where we see Maya and Tiffany together, unless I'm
1: incorrect. I think we've. We've just been introduced to Tiffany. Yeah. I think there may have been like very minor scenes, but this is definitely the first time they've spent any significant amount of time. I'm willing to bet that this is their first episode. I could check the, the Okay. I could check the spreadsheet later. I could also it. believe that, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, but what we saw in this episode is not only does Maya have a hard time getting along with the Morrisons and with Lauren and Anna, but also with her sister. When they're working together or trying to work together, they are not acting really well towards each other no and so when maya is pretty much ditched by tiffany and tiffany goes back to the bus because her four hours is up maya turns to the morrisons reluctantly and is welcomed and sees their kindness and their want for her to be friends that she's touched by that and so when she goes back to tiffany after having fun with them she is willing to defend basically her new friends
1: yeah yeah and you can feel sort of the the change there, not just the music the and the acting all of it. There's a change, and it's kind of similar to the the feel of the change with Haley a few episodes ago um when she kind of realized she was being not so nice, but mm-hmm. here it's a lot more impactful because it's a character that previously has been stereotyped as the bad person, and now they're finally being. Yes. Yeah. Nice. And, and turning over a new leaf a little bit. And this is by no means like and then she was perfect. <laughs> no. And she has a whole other season and a half to get to, to
0: deal with all this stuff. Yeah. But Ryan, do you realize how brilliant this episode is? It's on so many levels. Why don't you tell us how? So what was Maya's first line in this episode? I don't remember. It makes you look good or this workday makes you look good for helping people. And then she doesn't want to go. And then at the end, the clip we just heard, she doesn't look good. She's got paint all over her. And Tiffany's telling her that. And yet, what's she doing? Going against the very first thing she said in the episode, which is the way we've seen Maya for the whole series at the beginning of the episode. And she's different somehow because she's been touched in this episode. It is beautiful. Brilliant writing. Yeah. And what's even better is that we have three teams working throughout the episode. We've got Lauren and Mrs. Collins and then Justin and Michael and Maya and Tiffany. You know, we don't ever see Lauren and Mrs. Collins because they're doing fine. But yeah, we do see Justin and Michael and Maya and Tiffany. And the question is, well, if we're seeing Justin and Michael, they're Morrisons. Why, Why are we seeing them? There shouldn't be a reason because, like, they're they're the perfect family, right? They don't have conflict, right? Well, wrong. They're not. That was never the point of this series, that they were perfect. This episode proves it. Even though they're able to work through their problems, the reason we see them in this episode is because they still have conflict to work
1: through. Yeah, they come to the same challenge that the Richters do and are able to deal with it eventually. But at the start, they run into the exact same issues. Yeah. And... There are a couple of little things between them where Michael's saying, Yeah, well,
0: I want to be a part of the team. And Justin's like, Well, we have to share the work, right? And Michael's like, Yeah, I'm all for teamwork. That's why I want to be the sawing part of the team. <laughs> so eventually Michael Justin actually sees sense and says, Okay, well, maybe you should do the sawing and I'll do the measuring. And Justin's the one who backs off, but only because, partially because Michael presents it in a lot gentler way, where he says, you know, we're we're both not really doing that well right now. Maybe we should try switching it up. And because there's compromise, even though Justin's probably the more the more mature one here, because there's that compromise, that's what works out well. Yeah. But Tiffany is in no place to compromise. And Maya, Maya is a little bit more soft toward the idea, but because Tiffany's so much so, this is just an image thing. This is just what I want to do so people can see that I look good. Maya is seeing the fulfillment in the other kids and in Lauren, in Michael, who she's interacted with since the beginning of this series. Lauren, not so much. I think if it was Anna, that might be a little bit different. But Lauren gets the opportunity to tell her about God, and she doesn't shrug it off like she did at the beginning. Did you notice that? Yeah. And I don't necessarily think the talk about God is what opened her up. I think she's starting to open up on her own, and therefore is more receptive to spiritual things.
1: Yeah, which especially makes sense when we see how Tiffany treats her mm-hmm. compared to like if the if the Morrisons had treated her bad in response to how she treats her or how she treats them there wouldn't be that contrast but because in the Unlovables they said no, we're going to try to t- treat her really well um, even if she doesn't treat us well that contrast exists.
0: Yeah, it's it's the tension like we were talking about with Hannah a couple episodes ago of how much do you take abuse? How much do you take people not treating you great? And what do you do with that? And in-universe, it pays off.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Do you want to go back to that, or are we are we good on that? I
1: think the only thing I would say on that is, like, my take on how you should respond to abuse is not by any stretch to respond negatively to the person. Like, I think there's a definite way to say, hey... I'd appreciate it if you didn't treat me this way without it meaning that you go on the offensive and attack them. It's it's reconciliation,
0: not revenge. Right, right. So what we saw back in The Unlovables was a healthy example of what to do. Yeah. And and here we see that come to fruition. So yes, it's so well done. And this happens in real life, doesn't it? When they're painting the cabinet doors and they're making a game out of it. And then all of a sudden they they get to the end and Maya is making fun of Michael, but... It's in a really lighthearted way. And she's It's a very positive way. You yeah. know, I I'm starting to see the ship that you <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really cute. It is. I'll say Maya's very sweet when she's not a meanie. And at least Ascul, cool who's as her actor actress, does a a great job with the character.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Though I will say I was listening to one of the later episodes and I saw your ship. And I was like, oh. Like there there was one line, (laughs) I don't remember what it was, but I heard it, and I was like, the moment I heard it, I was like, oh, that's my ship. Well, that's just they're just teasing anyone who cares about the (laughs) Anna ship with this line alone. (laughs) Well (laughs) again, we'll talk about it when we get there. We'll get there. Yeah. For for this one,
0: do you want to talk about Mr. Thomas? Or that this is basically a club episode, but an actually impactful to the character development club episode right what do you mean it focuses on
1: habitat for humanity oh oh you're saying because they because they pair with a real world organization yeah it's cool yeah yeah that's fun mm-hmm. and I think it's done honestly a little bit better than honestly does it club episode most club episodes most club episodes feel like a cringy commercial Honestly. Like, because characters spend so much time going out of the way, like, well, this organization takes these resources and helps these people with it. And it's a really good organization you to you should definitely donate your money to. Who are you imitating there? Andre Stoika. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. There. It was a really bad imitation, but yeah. <laughs> that's who I had in mind. Keep going. Um, but anyway,
0: All of a sudden, no, uh, no, Grace takes over for Jacob or Zach at the end of this episode as like, well, if
1: you want to volunteer with Habitat for Humanity, you can do it this way. And like, uh, no, she doesn't actually. But if she did. No, she doesn't. That okay. would be bad. <laughs> and like, it's a plug, obviously, for the, the real world organization, but it's done in such a way that it's like. It's just very matter-of-fact. Yeah, they do this. Okay, let's get to the episode. Yeah, and we've been talking about name brands for the past couple of episodes because
0: Legos and Twister Legos. and what else. Yeah, which is actually, uh, it's not Legos, it's Lego pieces, Lego bricks. Legos is not a word. But all that to say, with Habitat for Humanity, if kids were to listen to this episode, they might not think, oh, that's a real organization. But then if they see the brand, they would think, oh, maybe I should volunteer because it was so fulfilling for the Morrisons and Maya. That's
1: like a thought that I can see somebody having after listening to this episode would you agree yeah and the work that they do in the episode like i've worked with habitat for humanity before and it just felt like yeah that's what's going on they're they're just going and painting fixing things and sawing things and Uh it's very straightforward we don't it's not complicated and the episode doesn't make it so (laughs) yeah so this episode has a great
0: view on service and also as far as Maya goes and the character development there, how it changes people, and an example in Tiffany about how if you're not into that kind of thing, if you don't have a heart of service, how get, that can affect you and how you would respond to calls to serve. And it's cool, Mr. Thomas's response to Maya and Tiffany versus his response to Michael and Justin, because he sees that Maya and Tiffany are not working well together, he ends up putting them on garbage duty, which, oh. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess they, they had it coming to him. They kind of deserved it. Yeah. yeah. And then he goes to Michael and Justin and can see that they have that heart that they want to serve. They want to be there. And so he says, okay, well, maybe you can work it out by yourselves and figure out what to do. And I'll come back later if it's not working. He doesn't say, all right, we're putting you on a new job. But it's, yeah. it's cool to see that contrast. Mm-hmm. One character we see a little bit more of, and I think is acted better in this one than she was two episodes ago, is Monica Richter. And we get her first interaction we see on the show with John. And it's pretty cordial. I didn't sense any undertones in it, although there might have been something there, knowing what we know of her in the future. But sure, in this episode, we hear about how, I think from Maya and Tiffany about how Ms. Kopeck is from East. Where Grace is also from, and they're both from New York. So that's another clue from two episodes or last episode that something's going on. That not only does Ms. Kopeck know that Grace exists in Coleraine,
1: but there might be
0: some kind of connection there, maybe?
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. I think they're doing just as good of a, a job kind of seeding these things throughout the season as they did last season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Although last time it was centered around Grace herself and because we didn't know her and as the characters were getting introduced to her. And then a lot of the hints came in the final three episodes. This, Sure. Well, well we, we are nearing the end of the season here. So uh, there is a climax that happens in this season where all these pieces are slowly put together. So that'll yeah that'll be fun to get there,
1: yeah it's sort of Mrs. Kopeck or not mrs. Ms. it's sort of it's sort of Ms Kopeck is the grace of this season that it's a mysterious un- misunderstood person that we're gonna yeah learn about and in as much as she's not Michael or Lawrence
0: or the other Morrison's boss she's misunderstood and they can deal with it and try to love her and try to interact with her graciously, which I think that's what Lauren and Justin are talking about when they drop off Brooke's lunch and Lauren's asking, ah, how could she be so angry at us? We were just dropping it off and Justin says, well, maybe that's just how people are where she comes from.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> well, Grace is from there. It is she's New York. Like <laughs> wow. Small town bias that Josh and Rachel are talking York. about. <laughs> it's not a small town bias. I, I, know, just know I know, that, Like New York City.
0: That's as far as the Grace stuff goes in this episode because the focus is really on the trip. And yeah, Hey, Mrs. Collins is a great character.
1: Do you agree? I agree. Yeah. Of course. Mm-hmm. It's like there's John Morrison snark, and then there's Mrs. Collins, and both are beautiful to watch. <laughs> Specifically, like in the the end scene where she's like, Look, if you wanted to spend so much time alone. While we were working, you should have no problem spending time alone on the drive home. <laughs> Her snark is a lot more direct than it is. Mr. Morrison's. I'm guessing
0: because she's a teacher and has to deal with that. Yes. I'm thinking of yes. Coach- There are
1: completely different types of snark, and I'm here for <laughs> both of them. I'm thinking of Coach Stephen snark back in <laughs> Ruber It,
0: where he says, why don't you and I spend some alone time? That line still gets me every time I think of it. It's so, <laughs> It's so great. <laughs> But yeah, it, it, the, another difference in this one is that previously, Mrs. Collins has had to reprimand Maya for what she was doing, and she does it a little bit in the middle of this episode, but at the end, it's different. It's Tiffany she's talking about and not Maya for once, and Maya's left alone and because Maya's actually behaving like a decent person. Maya even gets an affirmation.
1: Uh, Mrs. Collins sends Tiffany to the front, and then she turns back to the whole group and says, you guys all did great.
0: Yeah, and that and I think Mr. Thomas also says not only did you do a great job, but we'd be glad to have you back. Yes. And
1: or is it Mrs. Collins? I think
0: she's 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 the I one who Ms. says that.
1: you're welcome back, right? I think yeah, I think it's Mrs. Collins that says that.
0: Yeah. And she says, I'm telling your parents that you all did a great job which mm-hmm. wow, for, for Monica, seeing her daughter not want to be there at all and then Tiffany doesn't get commended, but then Maya does, the contrast is building here. I'm here for it. Yeah. And we're looking for I'm looking forward to reviewing the uh, climaxes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So in the meantime, very, very good thoughts about this episode. One final thing I'll mention is that the music is on point. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. It's John Campbell at his, I think this was around the same time as Novacom. So he was just starting to use electric guitars over there. And so he's like, (laughs) I'll bring that over here. Let's just uh,
1: move that over. Yeah. But it works.
0: It works so well for the mood for the we're doing work, we're on a mission, and there's conflict that comes up and right the the sort of upbeat but determined music that he puts in is is really great. It's not the normal just kind of da 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 but still great yeah, and we we do still get that throughout this episode, but the couple cues that we get that are electric guitar ah so great if anything, it's a lot better than ah and that's where we end this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Alright, well that was a fun episode Yeah, it sure was, I think we just said that <laughs> Oh, I'll
1: <laughs> say something else then <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 Ryan, how can people tell us if they thought it was a fun episode or not? Well, they can go to anchor.fm slash return to Gilead yep. and leave a voice message there We always enjoy hearing those mm-hmm. uh, There's also a link tree where you can leave us a review on uh, your regular like iTunes podcast platform or whatever, uh, but you can also just check out all of our other links. There's also the Facebook page for the Down Gilead Lane Fan Club. You know, it's it's growing, and I I like that there are so many people who are saying that this is a fun podcast to listen to. Yeah, this is something I didn't have growing up. Like I was right act- active in the Odyssey f- community as it was releasing episodes and oh, stuff, yeah. but now it's sort of like I get to retroactively. Enjoy it with people. It's one thing to be a host and one thing to
0: give opinions, but it's also another thing to be like, we are enjoying this together. Yeah. That's what I want to be here for, more than just a podcast host. Yeah. Ryan, what's the next episode we're doing? Go look it up.
1: Go do it. Or do you have it off the top of your head? Uh, The next episode... (laughs) Go look it up. Do you want me to look it up? I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting there. <laughs> the <laughs> next
0: episode is The Giving Spree. <laughs> yep, that'll be episode 2-9, and that'll take us into the final four episodes of this season. So, until then, I'm Michael. And I'm Ryan. Thank you so, so much for listening. And we hope you'll join us again next time as we once again return to Gilead.
1: As an explanation, I I went back a few episodes to get like the audio clips or whatever, Um, and so what you just heard was me scrolling through Down Gilead Lane in uh, Google Drive, but it autoplaying each episode as I scrolled, (laughs) so it's just like, da 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 -da -da, da-da-da, (laughs) da-da-da-da-da,